other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Moreno. We're going to do Ask Frank Anything in a moment, so you can start queuing up right now at 800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. With whatever you might have questions about, we will give a prize away for whomever has the best and most creative question this hour. You've heard a lot about global warming over the course of the last 40 or 50 years, and we've talked talked about rising sea levels. We've talked about storms that might be a little worse because of the rising sea levels. We've talked about glaciers breaking off and all sorts of things like that. Well, one impact of global warming that we have not yet talked about, New York City is about to experience. And I'm sure a lot of you are happy about it because of the convenience. But I know a lot of people in New York who have a financial interest over this who are not too happy about it. In case you're wondering when New York might see some real snow after Wednesday storm broke plenty of rain and wind, but only trace amounts of snow. Here's a hint. We have no idea. (laughs) It is not going to be anywhere near freezing. We're not going to see anywhere near snow for the next 10 days at the very least. What does that mean? That means that the five boroughs of New York City are going to tie a record on Sunday and break a record on Monday for the latest ever date to see the first measurable snowfall of the season. The current record is January 29th, but it sure looks like we'll breeze right past that and go right into February without even one real dusting of snow. A lot of people may be happy about that, but there's a lot of folks who have businesses that rely on the snow. People that make money plowing, people that make money shoveling, people that make money selling shovels and salt. They're not at all happy about this. You've heard of the rain dance that American Indians used to do? There's a whole bunch of people in the snow shovel union that are doing a snow dance right now. But for those of you that don't like shoveling out your car in order to drive to work, enjoy it while it lasts, I guess. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. If you follow the news, I am betting there's a pretty good chance you have heard about what's gone on in this case in Memphis. The headline the headline in publication after publication all over the country was five Memphis police officers charged over death. And the story, this is from the BBC, but you can read it from a hundred other sources, literally, and it all goes something like this. Five ex-police officers have been charged with second-degree murder after a man died following a traffic stop in Memphis, Tennessee. Tyree Nichols, 29, who was black, died three days after his arrest on January 7th for alleged reckless driving. Now, it mentions in story after story that the person who was killed, Tyree Nichols, was black. Do you know what's not mentioned in story after story, especially in the headline, especially in the first sentence of any of these major stories? What's not mentioned is that all five of these police officers also happen to be black. I'm not saying these police officers aren't guilty of uh, manslaughter or maybe something worse. For all I know, uh, they could be. And if they are, I say throw the book at them. I have no tolerance for police brutality or police misconduct at all. But I'm all for doing an investigation and looking 
looking at the case and seeing what happened before rushing to judgment. But my issue is not with the case itself or how it's being handled by local authorities. My issue is, is with the media coverage. If the victim's race is relevant, if they're trying to infer somehow that he was killed because he's black, then I think the race of the officers is certainly relevant. Why only give the race of the victim to sort of make people think that this is somehow a race-motivated crime? When all five of these officers, if they did something wrong, they're as black as the victim. I was very disappointed in a lot of the media coverage on this. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. I tell you, I really have to hand it to James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks and Madison Square Garden, because he is very committed to continuing to use this facial recognition software to stop lawyers that are suing him from attending events at uh, anything that he's going to. So now the latest, he did this interview on Channel 5 yesterday, and he came under fire for his use of facial recognition software to prevent certain people from entering Madison Square Garden. This practice, which Dolan claims is strictly meant to prevent entry for lawyers who are suing his company, has drawn the ire of the Attorney General Tish James, who issued a letter stating that her office believes that attempts to dissuade individuals from filing discrimination complaints or encouraging those in active litigation to drop their suits may violate state and city laws. So after not speaking to the media for almost Four years. Dolan did this appearance on Fox 5 yesterday to defend his use of the technology. And the interview quickly devolved into chaos before Dolan explained a plan to defend Madison Square Garden by banning alcohol from an upcoming Rangers game. Listen to this. Instead, what we're going to do is uh, where we serve liquor, we're going to put one of these up, which says, if you would like to drink at a game, please call, right, Sharif Kabir, chief executive officer, or write him an email at this number, right, and the, the uh, and tell him, right, to stick stick to his knitting and, you know, and to what he's supposed to be doing and stop, stop grandstanding and trying to get press. This came about as a result of Rosanna Scotto, the anchor, mentioning that Dolan was being threatened by the state liquor authority. And that was his response. You got to hand it to this guy. I mean, this is a level of pettiness and stubbornness the likes of which I have never seen, but he's certainly committed to it. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. I just wanted to take a moment to remember a legendary New Yorker, an incredible member of the media, a close friend of mine, and a great Staten Islander, Jimmy Romano, who was a frequent caller to my programs over the course of the last 12 years, passed away this week at the age of 94 years old. This man was a true legend. His life changed when he was 13 and he got tuberculosis and became a patient at Seaview Hospital hospital for three years between 1942 and 1945. That's where his career in photography began after he bought a brownie dollar camera with which he took photos of patients and buildings. Since then, he went on to work for the Daily News, the New York Post, the Staten Island Advance, the Miami Herald, the Star Reporter. He is photographed any major person that has come to New York 
since the 1940s. Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Robert Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, Jackie Kennedy, President Nixon, President Ford, President Reagan, President Trump, Marilyn Monroe, Al Sharpton. And uh, he was a wonderful guy and a big supporter of mine. And I enjoyed his calls to me over the years. My sympathies go out to his sons, who are also friends of mine. I think they're doing a private memorial. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, mourning with his sons because really mourning is not the word because this was a life well lived. And if any of you ever met Jimmy Romano, and there are still many photographs that he's taken of me with various people over the years that are on the walls of my home. If you ever met Jimmy Romano, he's probably told you the story of when he met John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy was campaigning at the Staten Island Ferry in 1960, and he always would say, Senator, I could tell the moment I saw you that you were a leader of men. And then he would take a beat and say, and a follower of women. How do you like that one? That's always how we would finish that one. I'm going to miss you, Jimmy. I'm going to miss you as a listener, a caller, and a friend. God bless you.